Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome to the Moose for Real Podcast. And today I'm really happy right now to be able to talk about the Harry Potter franchise. <clears throat> Start from, you know, obviously Sorcerer's Stone all the way to Deathly Hallows. And I'm going to try to at least do it weekly, like once a week, review one of these movies. I'll probably just record them as I watch them and then post them or whatever. But um, I just want to start off before I get into like the movie and stuff. I'm I love all these movies. There's not like there's some that obviously aren't up to par with, but there's no no Harry Potter movie that's like straight dog shit. Like every single one of these movies has something. It doesn't. They're not bad. But if I have gripes with them, I will obviously talk about the gripes and why some of them aren't as better as the predecessors. But um, I just want to start by talking about my history of the Harry Potter franchise. Like, obviously, first one came out in, like, 2001. So I was, like, three years old when this movie came out. So I can't remember if I watched it. Obviously, I didn't watch it there, so I'm three years old. But I'm pretty sure I watched it when I was a kid when it came out, like, on DVD. And I was just floored by the Sorcerer's Stone and, like, the world building. Like, that's what's big about the first movie movie is the world like i have never seen a movie quite like this where just it still holds up with the world building with harry you know obviously this is the first time harry's seeing the world and it's obviously as a watcher it's the first time we're seeing it like obviously you read the books and everything but this is the first time like as a kid you read the books and you have like an idea of what the world looks like this is the first time we actually get to like see it other than you know on the cover art of some of the books and I seriously think this one is not my, I wouldn't say it's my favorite of the franchise because they get better, but it's definitely a great start. <clears throat> and the score, like John Williams, the score is just fucking fantastic. And you know, it's John Williams. As soon as you hear it like that, that's what's awesome about John Williams scores is that, you know, when it's him or not, even if you watch a movie and you're like, man, like I think it's John Williams, but I'm not like it. It most likely probably is him because his scores have this just sound to them. It's real weird. I don't know how to describe, but it's like certain sounds that you know that it's it's just epic scores. And this one is no different. I mean, the Harry Potter score is is probably one of the most iconic, one of the top iconic scores ever made. I mean, there's you know Jaws, or of course Indiana Jones theme, but this one is is up there because I cannot stop listening to it every time. Especially when we get to the later movies, like Deathly Hallows. When I was in theaters and saw that movie, and like hearing the score, oh my, hearing the score is was just awesome as a kid. And like going back to like the world and everything, I mean the char- and the characters are just fantastic. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think as a kid I thought Hermione was a little annoying in this one. She gets bet- a lot better, but in this one particularly, she's really annoying. And I think. I seriously think it was on purpose because they Harry and Ron think she's annoying too, obviously, at first when they first meet her because she's like trying to tell them what the what's up and that, you know, she's better than everyone. She is really, really smart. It's just all putting for them because, you know, they're having their own little conversation and Ron's trying to make freaking scampers turn into me turn them yellow and shit. And then she just comes up and like just pretty much just tries to roast them, like, all right, let's see it. And he fail, fails, and she just, like, just one-ups him by fixing Harry's, Harry's glasses, says her name, then says, hey, Ronnie got dirt in your nose, and then fucking dips out. 
And I just love like with Harry when he first gets to Hogwarts and that shot when he first gets to Hogwarts, I mean, in the boats going and seeing the castle for the first fucking time. That shot is so it's so great because you're just like, this is the first time Harry's seeing it. This is the first time we're seeing it. And it's just like, holy shit, this is fucking dope. And as a kid, I always wanted to go to that school. And funny thing is when Disney, if you guys don't know, in Univers- at Universal, not Disney, but at Universal Studios, they have the Harry Potter world, Wizarding World. And I'm not sure if it was a first. I, it was pretty close when it first opened. I went with my mom as a kid and just going there and seeing it firsthand like in person like i felt like i was there and i remember when i saved up all this money as a freaking like seven-year-old eight-year-old kid saved all this money because obviously i didn't have a job then saved up all this money just so i could buy a replica of harry's bond which i obviously still have today it's just a cool thing to have and like be like okay this is like as a kid this is why the harry potter franchise is so important to me because Nothing gets me more happier than watching the Harry Potter movies over again. I do it every, once every year. I really do watch them all again because even though I know where the story goes, I get invested. Like when you watch the first one, you're invested in the story. So you're like, I got to finish it. I got to watch all of them because you're invested. You want you know where these characters go or end up, but you want to go on this journey with them. Just keep on going, especially when you get to like the third one and stuff, which is makes it a lot darker like when this franchise gets dark it gets fucking like serious and it's not like it doesn't you know hold the punches at you at all but i think what why this like these moves are so important to people is especially me is that i remember reading the book in a day as a kid took me a day to read the book and, okay, I'll I'll be honest though. I did not read all the Harry Potter books. You're probably all gonna hate me, roast me for it. I did not read all of them. I think I read the first three. Then I stopped because they get thicker and thicker. And I'm sorry, but your boy ain't a reader. He used to be a reader, but I already got to the third book, and then that's when I started not becoming a reader. So yeah, I didn't fucking read all the books, but I knew a lot about it, and I knew the plot points and everything like that. Cause obviously we didn't like the movies were just coming out and stuff. And like, I knew the plot material. So I knew where it was going to go, but I didn't know. Like, I think the only part I did not know was definitely how it was that stuff. I did not know where the story was going, but everything else I knew exactly where they were going to go. And I'm not sure if they change anything. Maybe you guys can let me know or whatever. If you guys are listening to this and want to let me know if they do change a lot from the books. I don't know. I only know the first three. And from what I remember, they don't change that much. It pretty much is straight, you know, Rowling's work. And I'm not going to get into her, but um, I'm not the type of person to put someone's work and be like, oh, they're what they say is bad. So I don't like what they do. No, I still love the Harry Potter movies. No matter what she does, I don't care. Her her work on the Harry, it's it's great, except for the Fantastic Beasts movies, which I'm not covering I'm talking just the main seven movies, I think. But um, <clears throat> or no, it's eight because they, you know, they the two parter. But um, yeah, I just this movie is fantastic. It's ten out of ten. That's all I can. It's great. If you haven't watched, if for some reason you have not watched these movies, go out, 
watch them. They're on HBO Max only for a fucking month, which is really weird. This whole, like, the licensing for the Harry Potter movies are really weird because they're on Peacock right now. And they've been on Peacock for a while, but then HBO Max has them now for a month. And it's like they can only get HBO Max can only get them for a month before they have to get off. And I'm sorry, Peacock, but I don't think you're getting more people just by having Harry Potter movies. Like, I own them. I'm pretty sure a lot of people own them. If you don't own them, I don't know if you're a true fan or not. Because, I mean, personally, I was just talking about this on Twitter, is that I need to go and buy them on 4K and like, get an upgrade. But um, anyway, guys, that's where I'm going to leave off. And I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Shoot the Flick. You can find them on Twitter, at Shoot the Flick. But I just want to shout out to them because they are ahead of the game on me or whatever. I was having this idea and I saw just saw them on Twitter. They're on like the Half-Blood Prince right now. So if you guys want, go over to their podcast. It's, it's Shoot the Flick. That's all it is. And I'm pretty sure they're on Spotify and Apple. I'm not sure if they're on anything else. But I know those two, they are on. Go listen to what they have to say about it, which I know I have already. And... They are great. Seriously. Go listen to them. They don't know me that well. We just know each other like kind of on Twitter. Like I react to their stuff and then like their stuff. But um, seriously, huge shout out to them. And I will catch you guys next week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure next week. I'm Yeah, next week because I want to review <clears throat> view the second movie, The uh, Chamber of Secrets. I don't know why I had a fucking brain fart. But uh, yeah, anyway. Peace out, guys. See you then.